to another episode of the MPEP 4 Podcast. Today I have with me Mr. Ralph Cole, Master Esthetician. We call him the Master. <laughs> now, how did you how, how did you uh get in tune with uh esthetician? Wait a minute, Man. before you answer that, yeah. Is it esthetician yep. or esthetician? Es- Esthetician. Esthetician. Yeah. Yep. Okay, because that's what we're going to say, esthetician. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh, so, first of all, man, I started off as a barber. Mm-hmm. Um, was out in, uh, was stationed in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Tacoma and mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, got out of the military. My first two months out, I was actually homeless. So, okay. barbering was the only thing I had to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, went from being a barber to um, traveling around the nation. I was being sponsored and everything by a brand called Woody's and also Club and Panat. Um, out of LA, mm-hmm. um, traveled doing the big hair shows and everything, like the big IBS shows, mm-hmm. Cosmoprof and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, went from there. I wanted to be able to, you know, create a more high end experience for my clients. Mm-hmm. So that's pull, pull your mic around, pull it up to you closer. Right. Yeah. All right. So, uh, so pretty much, um, you know, I uh, wanted to create a more high-end experience for my clients, especially mm-hmm. for the men. Mm-hmm. And I, myself, wanted to know more about skincare. Um, so went to esthetician school, uh, became a master esthetician. And it's crazy because the day that I graduated was the day that the whole pandemic had started. Okay. So um, well, Now, you say for men, so is, is it predominantly a woman, woman thing to do, be an yeah. esthetician? Yeah, okay. so, so within, the, within the world of aesthetics, it is a women-dominated uh, industry okay. and everything. So... Um, you know, uh, when it, when it comes to skincare, period, you mm-hmm. when it comes to any kind of marketing or anything, usually you're gonna see uh, you know women, and even when I do introduce myself to people as an esthetician, mm-hmm. usually they always say, "Oh, do you do waxes? Do you do eyebrows, eyelashes, and everything?" But uh, when I do say that I actually do skincare, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to uh, chemical peels, microderms, uh, dermaplaning, and everything, you know, it, it really it really you know surprised people. And especially when they look at me and see that I'm a straight, masculine, heterosexual male, um, it throws them off anyway too because it's a stigma that's attached to it. So now, what are, now what are, what are the pills? What kind of pills are you giving people? So uh, so pills is is a uh, chemical um, is chem is chemical pills. So okay. either it can come in a liquid form, powder form, but uh, it pretty much removes like the first layer of your skin. Mm-hmm. And all, all pills don't make your skin actually peel, so it's not anything mm-hmm. that you actually take in. Um, so let's say if uh, a client wants to come in and let's say they're dealing with hyperpigmentation or even acne, mm-hmm. uh, there's different type of pills that I can uh, apply layers onto their skin with like a fan brush mm-hmm. or whatnot, and uh, it helps with those things. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But other pills, it actually removes like the first layer of your skin so that as time goes on, it actually uh, has active ingredients in it in order to help uh, benefit your skin and correct whatever issues it is that you got going on. Okay, so most of the time it's something within that causes skin problems, or do you know about that? Anything it, about that? It could be. You know, it's 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 always a plethora of uh, of it could be a combination of different things. Mm-hmm. Like if someone wants to come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I'm dealing with uh, you know acne or I'm dealing with dry skin." Then if they're not drinking water, then it's kind of like, all right, you coming to me is not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, you going to the gym and you want a six pack, but if your diet not right, mm-hmm. your six pack, it, it ain't no, it ain't no need. Right, right. So what is your passion? Cutting hair or esthetician? What do you like doing more? 
I'll say both. Both. I'll say both. Um, cause for me, it's more so about the experience. Like mm-hmm. when I when I cut hair, you know, of course, guys come in. Um, you know, they they come in one way and they leave out another. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it does come to aesthetics, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get to create an environment for them to be able to, uh, you know, relax for them to be able to feel like they're in a safe space. Um, you know, and also uh, educate them as well too mm-hmm. when it does come to their skin. So which one do you do more, the most? Oh, the barbering. Barbering? Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now, how did, how, how did you get started in barbering? So uh, when I was in the military in 2014, uh, I was just in my room. I just needed some extra money. Mm-hmm. Um, so went, got a pair of clippers and everything, started cutting hair in my room, started cutting my uh, my battle buddies, my sergeants and everything. Started I was starting to get pretty good. Then I went to uh, barber school down in Olympia, uh, Washington, Olympia Barber School. Uh, so I can get my license, so that on the weekends I can go ahead and start to uh, start to cut hair and everything in the shop. Mm-hmm. So um, and then it just took it from there. I never had any dreams, or aspirations on becoming a barber, or nothing. It's just something that you know I was like, wow, like I I never even knew about all of the opportunities that barbering could take you. Mm-hmm. So were you good right off the bat, or you had some mess ups? I'll, I'll was, say this: they was trusting you to cut the head. I'll say this: <laughs> um, I never. I never messed nobody up, mm-hmm. but there was always cuts that I can do better, especially like, you know, the cuts that I took pictures of mm-hmm. and I go back and look at it, I'm like, man, I could, I could have definitely did that better, you okay. know? So I'll, I'll say that. Okay. Now I, I read it, you know, I had to do some little, do, do mm-hmm. a little research. Mm-hmm. You said you, and when you finished in 2020, you Before. finished as esthetician. Yep. Esthetician. Yep. March, Friday, March 13th, 2020. I'm going to tell you what I looked up. I said in 2020, you graduated from Clover Park Technical College. Mm-hmm. In 2021, you were nominated for a Black Spa Award. Mm-hmm. Then granted Dermoscope Magazine Licensed Master Esthetician Award in the same year. Mm-hmm. Now, how did you do that all in that short of a span? Man, social media. Mm-hmm. Social media. Uh, within me being in school, uh, I actually created the my brand, uh, Skin with Ralph Cole. Mm-hmm. Um, started branding, started marketing, started uh, posting on social media and everything. Um, you know, I'll say just social media, man, networking. I also started a show during the pandemic called the Learn Me While I Sip show where I was uh, interviewing estheticians all over the nation mm-hmm. and everything, getting stories, uh, asking them about, you know, what's their definition of success, asking them stories about, you know, the trials and tribulations throughout their career mm-hmm. and everything. Because me graduating from school and during the pandemic, I wasn't able to actually get like any kind of experience working in a spa myself. Mm-hmm. Like we had a spa while we was in school, but um, me actually being in the industry itself, I wasn't able to. So meet with me being able to, you know, collaborate with other estheticians and even um, going to different events. Like uh, um, it was one event uh, at the 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 spa brunch and. Um, it was some other things I did, like in South Carolina and everything. I met some amazing people within the industry. So, I'm, I, I'm still puzzled on how you came so good so fast. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, when when it when it does come to this, uh, my barber, I'll say my barbering background also helped mm-hmm. out too. Mm-hmm. Um, even when it comes to the education part, like mm-hmm. the difference between, I'll say this: the difference, the biggest difference between the barbering industry and the aesthetics industry with barbering. Mm-hmm. It's based off of technique, and it's based off of your individual skills. Mm-hmm. When it comes to aesthetics, it's more so about education. Oh, okay. So that's so that's the you're more so 
And then plus it takes time too. You know, you you have a client to come in. You don't know what that client does at home. You don't know what products it is that they're using. You you really don't know compared to a client that you never seen before sitting into your chair and he asked for for a fade. You can do that. You did it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can you can just do it. You you really don't need to know anything about what it is that he's doing at home. Um, you don't have to prepare him to say, hey, at home, uh, here's what I need for you to do. Nothing like that. With aesthetics, uh, if a client comes in to me and say, hey, Ralph, I want, I want to get more of a glow to my skin. Okay, cool. Well, here's what we can start you off with. Here's what I need to see you again. Here's what products I need for you to do at home. Also, too, make sure you're drinking your water. Also, too, how's your diet? Uh, where's your stress levels? You know what I'm saying? So all of that is a combination of, uh, you know, when it does come to aesthetics, what what all more goes into it. Okay. So do you, do you use your own products that you made or, or other products? Yeah. So both? so I did I did create my own medical grade line, mm-hmm. um, but I quickly saw that within making my own line, the financial piece, mm-hmm. it takes a you you have to have a lot of money mm-hmm. up front mm-hmm. in order to dump into it before you get to even see any kind of profit at all. Mm-hmm. And that's just to develop the products itself. Right. So what I saw, I was like, okay, is that a direction where I want to go? And you know, just for myself, I saw that you know, the products worked worked amazing. Mm-hmm. But when it does come to you know how much money it takes to continue to dump it to or dump it to and not be able to see any kind of profit back mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, I decided to discontinue it. So uh, the product line that I do love to use is uh, Lyra Clinical and uh, also uh, IS Clinical as well, too, mm-hmm. which is which both lines here in North Carolina is really not a line that a lot of people know about. But uh, I love to introduce the line to people so that they can see the results. OK, so that's a, that was a challenge you faced in, in your business. Mm-hmm. So as far as the product, making the product, or any other challenges you ever faced in the yeah, world? Yeah, clientele. Like, okay. even, even with me uh, coming from, you know, Washington State all the way from across one side of the country to coming here, mm-hmm. um, you know, clientele is, well, once again, with me not being able to have that experience mm-hmm. and everything within the spot industry, of course, for barbering, you know, you got weekly clients and you got bi-weekly clients or monthly clients within the spot industry. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may have a client come in. You may not see that client for another three to six months. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, wow. So this is something completely new. So uh, having to face that, having to face um, when even when it comes to marketing, you know, uh, education is the biggest thing, collaboration. Um, being able to have all of your inventory for whatever it is that you need in your treatment room. Uh, of course, uh, when it does come to school, they can prepare you for you know state board and, and what have you, but once you actually get into the industry, especially when you're going into a business for yourself, mm-hmm. it's a lot of things that they don't prepare you for that you really have to learn on your own. Yeah. Um, and when it does come to social media, you know, I'm pretty sure most industries they'll probably tell you that, or maybe this is, is the you know the beauty industry to where once you graduate, uh, do A, B, and C, you can make six figures and everything. But they never talk to students about what it takes in order for you to get there. They mm-hmm. never talk about you know what expenses it is that you're gonna endure, mm-hmm. that you're gonna face or anything. So, for myself, I was running into all of that all at once. So mm-hmm. you know just having to 
be able to be like, wow, you know, take hit right from left and everything and just be able to, you know, just don't quit. Right. So do y'all take, uh, do you have to do extra hands-on classes to keep you up in it or you just? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so within this, so within, so within being an esthetician, there's always new products mm -hmm. coming out, even, even for the line that you use that combines science a lot within the products. Mm -hmm. So, and that's another thing too, even within your target audience, you may run into a target audience and say, I just want everything all natural on my skin. But then me as a professional esthetician, I'm like, okay, do you, do you even know what that means? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, uh, even during my consultations, I tell my clients this, let's say you're someone that wants to come in and you want everything natural on your skin. So let's say if you was to go to the store, get an avocado, and someone wants to say, hey, match up an avocado, apply it as a mask on your skin, here's the benefits that it's gonna do. What the client doesn't know is that you take that avocado, match it up, the, the ingredients within the avocado, the molecular size of it, it may be too big for one to even penetrate their skin, and for two, just like nature, nature isn't something that's consistent. Mm -hmm. So you may take one avocado, it may give you certain benefits, you may take another one, you may not see no benefits. You take that same avocado, take it to a lab, combine it with science, they take what's beneficial to your skin, and they take only those ingredients, they change the size and the weight of what's beneficial to you, so that each and every time that you do use it, now you're able to get a consistent uh, result and everything from that. But now you can't just call that an avocado no more. You got to apply a, a, a medical name to it mm. and everything. So usually whenever people say, you know, or see something to where like, oh, there's chemicals in it. I don't want to use it no more. Do you even know what those chemicals are? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's the biggest thing about, um, you know, when it when it does when it does come to that, it's a lot of uh, training and teaching and everything that you do have to do along with it. Mm, so have you ever put any chemicals on a person and, and didn't take them for their skin and messed for up sure, anything? For sure. That, that's, so how did that come about? Come I mean, that, that's that's just a part of the industry. You know, mm -hmm. some people, you know, I know, I know for myself, usually whenever people do come in to me, mm -hmm. uh, I have them sign paperwork and I ask them to do a whole consultation, ask some questions. But a lot of times people don't, put in to that paperwork or even tell you what it is that you truly need to know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I know, you know, one time I used a, uh, someone was dealing with acne. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Someone was dealing with acne, but they didn't tell me even on the paperwork that, uh, you know, for that week or just like that night before, they're using retinol. Retinol speeds up your cell turnover rate within your skin. Um, and then they came in to me and I actually gave them a acne treatment that has a lot of active ingredients in it. So now their skin is red, their skin is like very hot and it's very sensitive. And for me, I'm like, well, usually this doesn't happen because the products that I use, it doesn't even penetrate deep enough to even cause any of this to happen. But because the client didn't tell me what was going on, you know, me as a professional, now I'm like, okay, I have to deal with that because, you know, hey, here, here's what we can do, you know, in order to solve this. Mm -hmm. So now at this point, as a client, either you can look at me as a professional and we work uh, together in order to achieve the results it is that you're trying to achieve and fix whatever issue it is that's going on, 
or you can take it upon yourself, go to somebody else, and you also don't tell them what's going on, and the same thing is going to continue to happen. So I'll say, you know, definitely things like that. You know, every esthetician has ran into those, right. you know, or uh, you use a product, and then so you know the next day a client tells you, hey, you know, I'm having some kind of reaction or something like that, or uh, my skin is like purging or whatnot. And you may even tell the client, like, hey, this is probably going to happen. Like, if you do, like, a high-frequency treatment on someone, then whatever, uh, uh, you know, sebum or acne that they got had underneath their skin, you'll probably tell them, hey, all of this may come to the surface so that it can actually release now. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, you still may tell them that, and they actually see it, and they have an issue with that. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, just something that comes with it. Mm. Now, early in Earlier, you said that you were homeless before. How, how did you get homeless? Man, I've been homeless three times. Three times? Three times. Wow. Yeah. So uh, when I got out of the military, um, you know, I was I was still in Washington State. Uh, really didn't have a clue on what it is that I really wanted to do or, you know, I really didn't have no plans of going home. Because mm -hmm. once you get out of the military, you know, you pretty much got to drop everything it is that you, you know, that you got going home. No, you say going home, going home, where to, to another state? Back, back to North Carolina. Okay. Yeah. Um, so was living in my Jeep and everything, going from house to house, you know, maybe staying some nights here, staying some nights there, uh, using people's showers and everything. But, you know, until I built myself up and even my clients that was coming to me at the shop, they didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing about it, you know, for me, I was just walking on faith, you know, being able to have a client come sit in my chair and he's like telling me all his problems and everything that's going on at home don't even know I ain't got nowhere to go after this mm -hmm. you know but uh, but that's the beautiful thing about it you know just uh trusting in God and knowing that you know everything's going to be okay at the end of the day right now I also read that you used to cut cut uh some of the Seattle Seahawks mm -hmm. uh hair yeah and you go to the stadium and cut their hair or? yeah okay yep yep so some of my clients within the Seahawks was uh Bobby Wagner uh I cut Russell Wilson a few times mm -hmm. Chris Carson um, David Moore that now plays for uh, who he played for who he played for. Ah, uh, I want to say with Kansas City now, mm -hmm. and for sure. But yeah, yeah. you know, a lot of the guys there that was you know I was uh, built a relationship and everything with the guys. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy because Bobby. Uh, one time I had my daughter because I'm a um, I got a daughter too. She's ten years old, mm -hmm. and um, it was one time that she was up there with me, and um. You know, during that time, I was a, you know, single dad, and, you know, I just had to tell him, like, hey, you know, it was late one night, he had to fly out to L.A. the next day, and he was like, hey, man, can you come cut me? I said, I got my daughter. He said, it's cool, you know, is it cool if I can bring her? And uh, my daughter was, you know, kind of cold in the locker room, and uh, he actually, you know, went and got a hoodie and everything, gave it to her and everything. I said, man, I appreciate that. So, yeah, yeah so shout out to Bobby. Yeah. So what made you want to leave that type of clientele to come back to North Carolina? Um, so I can be closer to my daughter. Okay, she's so where are you from? I'm from Elizabeth City, North okay. Carolina, but my daughter lives in Charlotte. Okay. So um so the crazy part is September twenty September twenty nineteen was when I actually made the decision to well like, all right, uh September twenty twenty, uh, I'm in a position now to where I can finally move back home mm -hmm. and everything, but I'm gonna go to Charlotte so I can be right close to my daughter. Um so I can be close to it because, you know, with me being stationed in Washington, that's that's a huge difference. Um, but 
uh, once the pandemic happened, I had to make a decision, man, because all of my plans got completely messed up. Mm-hmm. So uh, now I'm, I'm up in Washington State having to decide if I'm going to stay in Washington and continue, like, you know, the success and everything within my career, or am I just going to sacrifice all this and, you know, drive across the country so I can be closer to my baby? Mm. So, yeah, I am. So wh- how did you become homeless the second and third times? Man, I would say, well, even when I got here, you know, I, uh, I had a cousin, you know, he let me uh, sleep on his couch mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and even, you know, just, you know, just some mistakes, you know, even running into financial, you know, issues and everything, um, not planning things out correctly, mm-hmm. um, you know, th- things within that nature. Mm-hmm. So you, you didn't have any family, other family you could, when you came back home, you could stay with or anything like that? No, I'm not back in Elizabeth City. Mm-hmm. So but three hours. going back that way? Not, I would love to move back home, mm-hmm. actually. Um, right. And the reason why I would love to move back home is uh, it's a lot of stuff within my community, man, that I just want to do, mm-hmm. uh, especially within the youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, with me going back, with me going to, with me being from a country city like, like Elizabeth City where you usually don't see a lot of uh, opportunities or a lot of options and everything to where you don't even know how big the world is. Mm-hmm. Um, with me now being able to, you know, travel across the nation and even going to places like Puerto Rico and everything mm-hmm. and Canada, I want to be able to go home and be and show the youth that, like, hey, you can use your talents, you can use your gift and everything in, in order to put you into positions that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just be able to create opportunities and everything for them, whether that's, you know, podcasts, whether that's, um, you know, whatever. Esthetician. <laughs> yeah, being an esthetician, you know, being being a male, a black male esthetician, period. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, this is something that is a possibility. Right. Now, do you get any slack for being an esthetician? Um, From other men? No. You don't? I don't. Um, I don't. Usually, they'll probably be asked, but I can, mm-hmm. I can... I can definitely see people's faces whenever they uh, hear that I am an esthetician, and then like it kind of throws them off because they wouldn't expect for me to be an esthetician. Mm. But um, you know, they were like, "Ah," uh, and then they want to learn more. Mm-hmm. For one, um, they've never a lot of people never even heard of an esthetician. Right. Um, but then once I tell them that I am, then you know they they they're intrigued to want to know more now. Mm-hmm. So you so. Somebody asked me, I told them I had an esthetician coming on the show. They said, do eyebrows? Do you do eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't do eyebrows. I don't do no waxing. <laughs> no I don't waxing. do none of that. No, no, no. I just I just strictly just do skincare. Uh-huh. But uh, one of the fav- one of my favorite uh, services to do is the facial massage. Okay. Yeah, the facial massage. The reason being is uh, you never know how much stress people are going through or mm-hmm. dealing with in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um and being able to actually give someone a facial massage, man, like I've had clients cry. Mm-hmm. I've had clients like, like Ralph, we, I, I just need to stop. I just need to stop right now. Just and them sit up because, like, they're dealing with so much emotions that's like coming out, and even I can feel it mm-hmm. while while you know we actually going through the service. Right. And um, yeah, man. I, so I I love it, and also too, it got a lot of benefits and everything to it as well. Right. Now, do you have men customers too? Yeah. Mm. So I, cause I, I don't even when I go get a massage. I, you you don't want no guy. straight women. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want no men. Yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. 
that's why I'm, uh, I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's definitely You don't a, feel weird in it? Nah. Okay. Nah. Like, um... You know, I've I've had clients that, you know, I had clients that, you know, do a little bit different lifestyle and everything mm-hmm. come in. Um, I've had clients that, you know, that's their first time mm-hmm. and everything coming in. They never even had any kind of services like that. Mm-hmm. Just wanna try it out. And I made everybody feel comfortable no matter what, you know, lifestyle you live, like, you know, whatever decisions it is that you make, mm-hmm. I treat everybody the same. Women too, even when it comes to women, you know, right. whether they, you know, whatever lifestyle is that you live, I just treat you the same. Right. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm pitching the man part. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so what 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 do you think sets you apart as an esthetician? Hmm. I would say, uh, what sets me apart, man? I would say. Um, you know, for me, same thing with the barber, man. It's about the experience. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when you come in, you know, for one, you come into a welcome envir- welcoming environment. Um, you know, I actually sit down and actually walk walk you step by step exactly mm-hmm. what's going on so that you can know. Um, you know, whatever questions it is that you got and everything, I'll answer it. And whatever questions I don't know, because I don't know everything. Right. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'll sit there and do that research and everything with you so that you know every single thing that's that's happening. Um, so that you can feel comfortable within yourself. And even, you know, if you do choose to come back and everything, then you know, I prepare you for, you know, with whatever material it is that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, send you home with some samples and everything so that you won't feel like, you know, well, I don't know what to do from here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I'll say that's that's definitely what sets me apart. Mm. Okay. So, I also read that your backup, if I guess it's me, if you weren't a barber or esthetician, that you would like to be a movie producer? For sure. Uh, for sure. How, what makes you think you'll be a movie Man, producer? Like I've, I've always kind of like been that person to where whatever, whatever images that's in someone's mind or whatever visions it is that people see, mm-hmm. I want to be able to, you know, help you make that come true. Mm-hmm. Um I've always been a visionary myself, like, uh, and even an entrepreneur. Like in elementary school, uh, luckily I had a teacher that was my cousin. Um, I would have got it spelled, man, but uh, I was selling like animated pictures mm-hmm. and everything until like one of my clients got caught and he snitched on me mm-hmm. and everything. But you know, selling a dollar a picture. And then uh, even in middle school, I made my own fraternity and mm-hmm. put on a whole step show and everything for the school. We had t-shirts, we had the flag, and everything. It was whole. It was a whole structure. Um, and I was also making money by selling lead and everything is cool. Lead? Lead, like the actual like sticks of lead. Why were you selling lead? For, for what? Like for art or something? Well, yeah. right. Yeah. You remember like the lead pencils and everything mm-hmm. like f- that everybody used? For me, I I looked at it to be like, all right, I don't want to sell t-shirts. I don't want to sell candy. What is something that's in demand that we can get our hands on easily mm-hmm. that we don't really need to be different or really don't have to go through anybody in order to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of guys that I come from, man, like they come from, you know, neighborhoods where we don't have a lot of options or, mm-hmm. you know, grew up with like, you know, street dudes or, you know, in the hoods and everything like that. Like even for me, I grew up in the trailer park, mm-hmm. but I never viewed it that way. So for me, I'm like, okay, how could I use these same skills and take these same guys with the knowledge that they know 
and be able to sell an unmarketable product. Mm -hmm. So I looked at it to like, all right, I see the white kids, I see they using lead pencils, I see the Indian kids using lead pencils, I see the black kids using lead pencils, we're gonna sell lead. That's mm -hmm. the biggest thing that people run out of. So we're selling sticks of lead for 25 cent in the morning, we met at the bathroom. Hey, here's how much product I'm giving you. I know how much money I, you know, you should bring me back. I know how much product I gave you. Mm -hmm. Here's what I expect back. At the end of the day, man, each week, man, I made sure like we were probably making about thirty dollars a piece each mm -hmm. week selling lead. So that, that probably was your start of entrepreneurship. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You, you probably didn't even realize that later on. Yeah, man. I mean, for me, I I I was just always a person that like you know. Whatever it is that I do, I want to include people in, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, whatever gift it is that you got, come and use your gift mm -hmm. and everything. Like, let's let's all, you know, work together in order to make, you know, the same the same dream and everything happen, you mm -hmm. know, because like I said, I'm a huge believer to what, like, you know, whatever your gift is, use it, mm -hmm. use it. So it's like for me being a film, being a filmmaker or a movie producer, um, Everybody got a story, right. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Everybody, everybody has a story, yeah. and, and there's a message and a blessing within every single story. Mm -hmm. So for me to be able to take those stories and be able to make it into something visual and everything and be able to make the message clear on what this story is about, man, that's that's definitely something that I would love to do. Like one of my favorite movies, well, some of my favorite movies is Tarzan, uh, Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. And um, Tarzan, Forrest Gump, and uh, the third one is always is always iffy, man. But uh, either I'll go with Shatters or uh, Coming to America, mm -hmm. you know, or Belly. Um, but even within those, even when I say Tarzan, a lot of times that's my number one. Uh -huh. But even with Tarzan, a lot of people just see Tarzan as a character. And everything, but they they miss out on all of the messages and everything that the movie is showing. Mm -hmm. Whether that's uh, love, whether that's uh, actually showing love, giving love, uh, uh, going without love. Mm -hmm. um, it shows about uh, male testosterone. It mm -hmm. shows you know the relationships of fatherhood, and um, it shows how you know men and women. It shows how to well, like you know, not being accepted from a community, but also being able to put your ego and pride to the side in order you, to. You saying Tarzan shows all this? Yeah, man. I ain't never really watched it. Man, go back, <laughs> go back and watch Tarzan and watch it piece by piece. Mm. Literally, watch it piece by piece, and even and it even shows the relationships between like sons and mothers and everything. Mm. Yeah, like and it shows how two worlds kind of clash together. Like Tarzan, it it shows a lot. Never thought, never heard anybody say that. Yeah, man. I, I actually, so I actually kind of rewrote kind of like a, uh, kind of like a different kind of look and mm -hmm. take on Tarzan, mm -hmm. making it into, you know, reality, but being able to take each topic and everything mm -hmm. and apply it to, you know, to today's world and the things that we're dealing with now. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on it yet, man, but I already got like the, like the poster picture and everything. So I don't, I don't know if I'm doing it yet, but definitely go back and watch it for sure. You you you'll definitely see see it from a whole different light. Mm. So that you 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 have it 
actually tried being a producer or making movies or doing anything like that? I mean, I, I've I've dabbled with like you know editing my own videos and right. stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but as far as like putting like an actual movie together, yeah. not yet. And I'm gonna say okay. yet. Right, right. Yeah. Right. It's it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Okay. So back to the esthetician. What what would you give an upcoming esthetician uh any pointers or anything like that? I would say for one, whatever it is that you wanna do, make sure that so I, I often go and speak to uh, esthetician schools, mm -hmm. and usually what I see is, and I ask these questions to well, like, uh, how many estheticians want to go and be your own boss as soon as you get out? They raise their hand. So I'm like, okay, cool. Why you want to be your own boss? I want to make six figures, or I want to have my own clientele and create my own experience and everything like that. Cool, all good stuff. Do you know how much it's going to cost you to just pay rent? for your location? No. Mm -hmm. Do you know how much inventory it is that you need? No. Do you know how much, uh, do you know how many clientele per week is gonna take you in order to keep your business running and operating? No. Do you have a system and everything down pat to where, you know, from the time that your client walks in to the time that your client walks out, do you have that system and everything down pat? No. What about your branding? What about your marketing? Do you have any of that? No. So for those, I'm like, okay, it's a lot of, um, and this is the biggest one too. How many esthetician students want to actually own their own product line? They raise their hand. Why? Well, I want to know what's going on with my client's skin. Okay. And you want to make money from it too. All right, cool. Do you know how much money it's going to take you just to be able to get the bottles and everything that your products go into? No. Do you know how much money it's going to take you for the labels? No. Do you know how much money it's going to take and how much time it's going to take you just to perfect the product itself that goes into the bottles? No. Wait a minute. Wait. That's, that's a lot of no's. So that, that kind of discouraging for them to... It, but it's not. But uh -huh. see, the thing is, though, they look on social media uh -huh. and they see these success stories, but uh -huh. they don't know about all the expenses and everything that comes on on the back end. Right. And from my experiences, that's why I want to be able to go and talk to them and be like, hey, here's the things that I ran into. Here's the lessons that I learned and everything. And here's all the things that I wasn't prepared for when I came into the industry. Mm -hmm. So with me being able to come and be blessed enough to talk to y'all, I want to be able to, to prepare y'all for this, mm -hmm. to show y'all that when it does come to the success stories that you do see on social media, mm -hmm. Here's all the stuff that they may not tell y'all, but I want to make sure that y'all are prepared for all of this, yeah. you know? And a lot of them, they definitely started to see it different, mm -hmm. but with me being able to introduce them to that, now they can step back and be like, okay, so there's a lot more preparation and everything that I need to do prior to me pulling the trigger on this. Mm -hmm. And I tell them all the time that whatever it is that you're doing in school, School is a perfect time to start whatever it is that you're doing, especially when it comes to your logo, when it comes to your branding and everything, because you can mess, you can make all of your mistakes in school because you have someone there mm -hmm. and you have material, you have tools and everything that you can use in order for you to make all your mistakes. Mm -hmm. When you get out to the industry, you're not gonna, you may not have that. Mm -hmm. Whether you're going to work at the massage envies or, uh, 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 Whatever, whatever the other places is and right. everything, right. 
Like you, you, you're there, and they're not gonna prepare you for it. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, you're gonna go through your trainings and everything. But for the ones that do want to step out there and go out there on their own, straight out of school, they're really not prepared for it. They they don't even know, you know, even when it comes to the Q-tips and the uh, and the extraction machines and tools and everything like that, they haven't calculated none of that because the school just have it there for them to use. Right. And what you so what you think about business funding? You know, getting. Um Loans from the bank, as far as you know, for their business, you know, business open up business accounts where they're able to get a, a business credit card or mm-hmm. something like that. You think that's good? I know for sometimes sure. you can get loans from the bank, mm-hmm. but you don't want to necessarily put mm-hmm. all your money into that account, mm-hmm. or as far as uh, borrowing a lot of money because mm-hmm. the business might not come back. So I would say, you know, that's that's always a, uh, it's always a, uh, you know. Did you ever try that? I never tried it. Never tried it. No, mm. um, I never got a loan for anything. The only mm. loans that I did get was, you know, using Square. Whenever they hit you up and be like, oh, yeah. "Hey, you qualify yeah. for yeah. this amount?" Yeah, I bet you know. Right, yeah. But as far as me going to the bank to get a loan for anything, mm. I've never done it. Um, knowing what I know now, mm. I would say I wouldn't do it straight out of school if I'm just now trying to figure everything right. out. I wouldn't do it. Uh, if you do, if you're someone that does do that and you have a safety net, then do it. But make sure that you write out a plan and not just a plan that's just for right now. Write out a plan that's going to you know, take you out for like three years mm-hmm. and everything because you're going to have those times where you know clientele is going to be low. You may have a good week. You may have mm-hmm. a terrible week and everything. So how are you going to recover from all of that? Right. You know, and being able to you know, put money toward your marketing, being able to do all of the things. Like, even if you do get a business loan, I would say, you know, make sure that you have a list mm-hmm. of, you know, at least 25 things that, 25 ways that you can market yourself mm-hmm. and everything that doesn't cost any money. Yeah. And make sure that you have all of those in your business plan so that now when it does come to the money, you're good. Yeah, you especially have to build it, go somewhere and work first and build up a clientele. For sure. Because, like you said, sometimes people go get these business loans without a plan. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Then, then they stuck. <laughs> yeah, you stuck. know, then they, then they stuck. Right. But, you know, uh, and even if that does happen, you're okay. Right. You know, you're okay. You know, it's, it's lessons that you learned from it. Now you can sit back and be like, oh, okay, because failure, here's the thing. When it comes to, quote, unquote, I'm going to say, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. quote, unquote, failing, sometimes that failure is always the best thing. Because now you can look, you can take what it is that you did or didn't do and, be, and look back and be like, oh, okay, so now the next time that you do do it or try to attempt it, now you know exactly what it is that you need to do. And then you can t- teach other people. And you can you teach know. other people. Yeah. 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 Like, you, like you do when you go back and talk yeah. to them about, you know, do this, do this, this what I went through. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. When, whenever I go, te- when, man, whenever I go talk to the students and everything, I'm not there to... Of course, I'm there to give them motivation, right. you know, on the on the front and the back side. Right. But even within it, I'm gonna tell them about my failures within the career, within my you know career and right. everything. You know, hey, here's where I mess up at. Right. So when it comes to you, you know, and I do it on an individual basis. So we're like, hey, what is it that you want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. You know, have you thought of this A, right. B, and C? You know, and be able to give them that that real truth about the industry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I was gonna ask you what's next for you, but I think we already know what's next for you. <laughs> what's that? <laughs> the movie producer. 
honestly, you know, uh, what's, what's next for me, I really do want to get into, you know, more so public speaking, being uh -huh. able to create platforms, uh, you know, just like you're doing to, yeah. like, you know, uh, people that I know that's, you know, gifted, people that I know that has a story and everything mm -hmm. can come up there and be able to get that shine and everything it is that they need, mm -hmm. um, be able to use their gift in order to prepare them to, you know, whatever level it is that they're trying to get to. Because mm -hmm. um, that's, that's, that's the biggest thing that's needed. Right, right. Now, a lot of people I done had on my podcast been locked up. You ain't been locked up. You been locked up before? No, I ain't been okay. locked up. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I ain't been locked up. Yeah, yeah. But uh, one thing I want to do, I do want to say that me and Ralph, I met Ralph when last, was it last year? I think it was last year. Last uh, year. Two, was it two was years it, ago? Was it 23? Probably 22? 20? At the, at the beginning? 20, beginning 22? Yeah, probably 22. Uh -huh. Me and Ralph, we, we met each other and we used to go do some things together. Mm. But we had our differences. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing I like about this interview is we're able to come and talk now. Yeah. You know, and that's that's one thing I like, like about this interview. We had our differences and we talked about it and yeah. overcame it. And yeah. We good. And also, too, and I do want to apologize mm -hmm. and everything, even for, you know, uh, even for what happened. You know, right. I know that you know, looking back at it, you know, a lot of the male ego and everything did mm -hmm. come in the way mm -hmm. and everything for that on my end. Right. Um, so I do want to apologize about that. And, you know, us having this conversation and everything, right. it does shows, you know, even to other guys and everything, you know, right. regardless of what happened, you know, sometimes a conversation is all that's needed. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And that's what I love about this interview. But, mm -hmm. but I hope you have great success on your next endeavors, man. Just continue to grow and do what you're doing. Appreciate you know, it. Impel forward, you know. Hey, <laughs> hey, for all of the viewers and everything, for all the future viewers and everything, Impel Forward, man, like this with this podcast and this show, period, um, you're going to bless a lot of people, man. And you've already blessed a lot of people. Mm. And I want to say that I'm proud of you. You know, like, especially with your story, especially with all the things that you've been through and everything, mm -hmm. you know, never giving up, mm -hmm. uh, being the man that you are, giving people the opportunities, right. even giving me opportunities and everything like that. Right. You know, I really do appreciate it. And I know a lot of people appreciate you. Um, even when I see you at the gym, man, like, you know, it's, it's, it's nothing but all love right. and everything. Yeah. Um, me being here in Durham, I know how tough and different it mm -hmm. it definitely is. Mm -hmm. Um but, you know, with you never giving up and, you know, doing your thing, man, I'm, I'm extremely proud of you. Appreciate it. Appreciate real, it. Man. Appreciate it. For real. Well, there you have it for another episode of the Impel Forward Podcast. How can people find you? Man, uh, go to, uh, go to uh, www.skinwithralphcole.com or if you're on social media, go to the Ralph Cole. Uh, on, on Instagram and everything, and in my bio, you will be able to see the different things that I got going on. Whether that's a Ralph Cole Foundation, Ralph Cole Productions, uh, you know, uh, Ralph's Barber Lounge, and everything. Also, too, I'm located here in Durham. Uh, make sure that you get in contact with me. I'm doing a lot of things for the youth, especially within Ralph uh, Ralph Cole uh, Foundation. So make sure you reach out uh, if you want to donate, if you want to come and volunteer on some things and everything. It's about the youth. So there you have it. Yep. Stay tuned until the next time. If you like what you saw, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the MPL Ford podcast. <laughs>